This is the Brad and Brit cast. Uh, we've uh, we've shown up on whatever you may watch us on or hear us on live earlier because Brit. I don't know why we're bothering to explain this shit. But Brit on Monday said, "Well, let's let's do it live at eleven a.m. instead of one thirty. And I said, "Okay." At which point, I promptly forgot. <laughs> so, so you know what I've been doing up until we, we we started here. I've been doing what any good American is doing, just watching YouTube videos of my favorite music. So, ask me what my most interesting discovery of the last 20 minutes is and it's uh, these these aren't new songs but yes sometimes you find a new version that you haven't heard of of a song that you like because there can be lots of versions and i heard uh, um a version i'd never heard by elton john him doing the border song which oh. is just my god it, it, holy sh- he could have retired song. in 1970 okay <laughs> if he could have retired 52 yeah years you're done ago, and and that would have been a better catalog than than most people ever have. And you know he's he's done it a million times. Did it live on the eleven seventeen seventy yeah. album, which uh, for some reason I was chained in my bedroom in New York at the time in the area, and I, I've heard that. But here, this was a recording of him at Radio City wow. Music Hall in two thousand. I think it's two thousand fourteen or so. But he's in Radio yeah. City. And this isn't just uh, Elton John at the piano with three backup singers and uh, a band and all that. This is with a 10,000-person orchestra and Dear an 800-person choir. And uh, I really I really enjoyed it. I, it was just just great. And that's, you want to talk about the definition of a song that, <clears throat> as the uh, young folks say, holds up well. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's it that's it so that no, that's what i win doing. that's my prep that's my show prep here Britt. that's it that's all i got that's I, all i got i figured you'd found a disco remix of something that the grassroots had done i figured that was what had uh no gotten your no, attention for some reason or other and i i, I didn't get that i i did see before early this morning and this is uh this is a tragic loss for for all of us for the whole country yeah. headline representative george santos is stepping down from committees yeah. amid fabrications about his biography, he accomplished so much. He he really surprised everyone in the long career of uh, 104 hours that that he was officially uh, a member of a couple <laughs> of different. Com- wow, we are we are lesser for that. So so what did we say when we uh, had had our little calendar out and said? How long before he goes? I thought a couple weekends ago that was going to be it on a Thursday. I said he'll be gone by Monday. That didn't happen. But I think yeah. we're a lot closer to that than we know now. Well, I was just going to say that I, I, they had that poll from, I, I guess it was from somewhere in New York, about how many people are still supporting him and it's minuscule in his district and nobody thinks he should be there and everybody thinks he should resign. And he really just, there's no support whatsoever. There's really no one supporting him, which leads me to think that at some point Speaker McCarthy takes him out back and like old Yeller just puts a bullet in him. You know, that was that was, that was, a, that was an old Bruce Wheeler saying about putting a bullet in somebody is when they when they would fire somebody your old uh, your old general manager our old general manager the guy that fired both of us at one particular time or another uh, 
So yeah, the Speaker McCarthy goes out back. He puts, and then he claims credit for overall having the greatest ethics ever to get rid of a guy who was lying about his resume and was a complete fake. Don't you think that's the move? Of course, that's idiotic. So of course, it's possible. <laughs> but, but you can't keep changing your story, right. and you can't keep changing your justification um, for horrible things you just did. Because circumstances change. Circumstances have not changed now compared to what they were two weeks ago about this guy. There, were, there, there was plenty. I mean, the first minute you heard about him, there was, there was enough. And so because the famous uh, four-vote margin is what Kevin McCarthy uh, needs to uh, pass anything that will then get uh, dunked on in the Senate and dunked on by President Biden won't go anywhere, but um, it would be down to three because uh, instantly in a special election, which, and let's just pretend for one second that Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans in Nassau County, who are just outraged, they just, uh, they, they've led the fight here, Britt, the, you know, they, yeah. they, have, they were first. Okay. Let's give them a lot of credit. Okay. Um, let's pretend that they are not going to say uh, extend the time at which there will be a special election. I hope it's uh, written down somewhere that when someone resigns, you know, a special election must be held within 60 or 90 days, whatever. In other words, that they can't run out the string uh, for the next uh, 23 months or something like that, which I think would change the math in the, uh, in the house to where uh, Kevin McCarthy might automatically not lose that four vote. I don't look for Republicans in the end, no matter what happens here to do what's really best for the country and for the political process, because it's all about maintaining that slim margin of four, not letting it go to three. And, and it would, because that was still a, a, a Democratic district even after gerrymandering. And it's just because uh, George Santos, in a brilliant move just like Donald Trump, keyed in on every little tick that Democrats like. He was gay. He was Latino. He was a Holocaust survivor. He was an athlete. He did all those great things. And Democrats are so stupid. They went for that. Okay, we'll vote for a Republican if he's got those things. He's kind of sort of like, okay, it's all bullshit. (laughs) But whoever would run, if they even put someone up, and by the way, they'd be smart to just let this seat get instantly turned over to a Democrat wouldn't even run anybody against them because the Democrats going to win by such a margin in that, in that district, even if it was just slightly ahead. Now, you know, who's going to, you get the point. So let's, let's let the process play out here, but it seems to be going agonizingly slow. Oh, he's leaving the committees, the ones that he should have never been on in the first place. That's, that's nothing. That's back to kind of zero there, right? That's mm-hmm. not, some kind of victory for democracy that that he's he's off of these these two committees. What about one of them was like the science committee, and the other was like the small business. It's just you know, <laughs> not not the real heavyweight 
positions to begin with. But as always, I think you're with me. We wish him the best. We wish him luck. You know. Remember, we used to we used to have that uh, thing where we would question people. Like we have the the black guy questionnaire. Like how do you if you know, to find out if you're really black? We would and we carry it over to like if you how are you really a millennial? And we'd ask him certain questions. I'm going to ask George Santos. Uh, are you really gay? Here are some questions to prove it. What is the best Daft Punk album? And it's, it just, just fine. And he would never be able to name one of them or name, name two Daft Punk albums. You'd never be able to do it. You'd never be able in, in your wildest imagination to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, but he's again, he's just a, a, a weeping cancer on, uh, well, a, a, I guess the, the, the Republican party is kind of a giant tumor anyway. So if you can put right. a cancer on top of a tumor, then that's what you got there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that's, 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 the, that's the state of it here, uh, midday on Tuesday. Now, here's the question. We can keep sending out little signals about timelines. and, and Is he gone by Friday? Yes or no? Britt Whitmire. I'll say yes. I'll go yes. It's you know because it's it's the beginning of the end here. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think that's. I don't. I don't see how. See the the, as you explained the 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 cost benefit analysis right. The good side, bad side. The plus side, minus side. The minus side gets stacked to the moon, and the plus side is that he's a vote that can help you pass your bullshit agenda. Well, at some point, again, that negative side adds up to this. And your plus side is just a tiny, the size of Donald Trump's dick, just well, that that small. Well, plus, if the goal for the Republican Party in general uh, going into 2024 is to have shit about the Bidens, yes, okay? and who knows where where Trump will be then? But let's assume that that the Trump somehow escapes everything here for the next year and a half and actually is the the uh candidate the goal for the republican party is to give the democrats nothing to come back on them with and george santos he's not just something to come back onto the republican parties that the democrats will i mean that is the definition of the gift that keeps on giving right because we're only a, a month or so into the story and Every day, every other day, we learn something that's just even more ridiculous and outrageous that he's he's made up. What uh, what TV show did he say he was he was on? He, he said he was on some uh, Real Housewives of My oh, Ass. No, Hannah Montana. He said, "Oh, he was on, oh Montana. Hannah Montana." <laughs> and, and, wait, and, and when he first wrote about it, he misspelled the uh, the show. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Again, of all the shows you want to lie about being on, well, why would you pick that one? I knew that you'd want to comment on this one. It looks like uh, Bob Woodward in heap big trouble here, Brad, as Donald oh, Trump sure. has yeah. uh, <laughs> sued Bob Woodward, the famed All the President's Men uh, journalist, the man who broke op- open the Watergate story. Uh, $49 million he's being sued for, as well as his publishing company, Simon & Schuster, and their parent company, Paramount Global. Uh, This lawsuit accuses Woodward of the systematic usurpation, manipulation, and exploitation of audio in violation of Trump's contractual rights and copyright interests, Brad. This seems completely legitimate and 
Uh, Bob Woodward should just go ahead and file for bankruptcy. I think it's all over for him, and he should just head to the uh, head to the garbage heap and hang his head in shame. Well, I think you can get a good loan from the good people at SoFi, not a sponsor <laughs> of the Brad and Bridcast. They'll, they'll lend you. In honor, in honor of the death of Billy Packer, just go to Mr. Cash. That name Mr. again Cash. is Mr. Cash. Right. Um, the, the, there are a couple. I, I couldn't even bring myself to read the details of the story because, of course, it's so it's so stupid. It's too stupid to talk about, really, because here it is what, about a year and a half after Bob Woodward came out with that book where he had talked to Trump. Yeah. And a few months after the book came out, then he decided to put the the audio out because right. yeah. he calculated at the time, I believe he, he said this, people couldn't get the full scope right. of the idiocy, of the deviousness. Uh, of the the Trumpism quality of Trump speaking and lying without hearing it, it would help a lot. And of course, he was right. So you would think again, this is just me. You would think that instantly, an aggrieved Donald Trump, whose rights have been violated, according to his lawsuit filed, I'm sure, by the best and the brightest with legal degrees from the top universities, as uh, everyone associated with Trump who does legal work for him always is, he would have filed that in about a second, right? Mm -hmm. But here we are, here we are more than a year later that those recordings were were put out there. And I'm going to play the uh, Donald Trump card which is what he says about everyone every time who does anything. They're just doing it for the publicity. And Donald Trump, you never thought you'd be saying this, but Donald Trump is now doing those kinds of things just for the publicity because he can't generate the interest or excitement in things that he says or does the same way he did it the first time. You can't be rookie of the year twice, mm-hmm. okay? You can't generate uh, the excitement of the uh, new outsider a second time. You can't do it. Uh, and so what do you do? You go to your old playbook that might even predate your political career, and Donald Trump's playbook, chapter one, is always sue everybody. Just sue everybody, and they'll all give up, which – Sounds like a reasonable strategy, and I guess it worked a few times, but not all that often. And he lost more than he ever won, no matter how frivolous the suit it would always get thrown out. He certainly, never, and this is a frivolous lawsuit. Has, has Donald Trump, in your memory, ever filed anything that wasn't a frivolous lawsuit? A non-frivolous lawsuit. That's great. Yeah. And uh, even even when yep. he had attorneys that you would consider capable of winning a case, no, I don't yeah. think he's ever done that. No. And that's and that's part of my point is like even if he had a level very very good lawyers which he hasn't had in many many years he he wouldn't have a a, a prayer uh, against in this lawsuit and he has not only the junior varsity he's got the middle schoolers that are captaining the ship on this one 
So there's just this is going to be this will be laughed out of court in five seconds. I think so. I think so. Um, he would have some basis, um, and probably not even that. If Bob Woodward had misquoted him in print, yeah, had intentionally, which of course he didn't. And uh, I'm surprised. And again, I haven't read the article. I refuse to read anything more about this. You can tell me if I'm wrong. Usually he'll make some comment about how these were edited to make him look bad. Well, it's funny. You should mention that. Is that in there? And I have not read anything about it. The lawsuit also accuses those involved of unlawfully manipulating audio by selectively omitting portions of Trump's answers. Right. Trump described it as as an open and blatant attempt to make me look as bad as possible in a series of truth social posts on Monday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's so hard to figure these things out, isn't it? It is. It really is very difficult to look through the entire thing and see what's happening. <laughs> yeah. It's so, that's uh, that's I mean, but it's preposterous. There's just no and then I think you're you're right as far as keeping him in the, in the limelight. I think that's the the whole point of those stupid uh so-called campaign appearances he was making over the weekend is that he needs to be back in the limelight. He can't get on Fox News anymore. Newsmax is being pulled from anybody that will distribute them anyway. Truth Social is looked at by about 10 people. So he has to do just the craziest shit and, you know, go and drop his pants on the corner and shit in a box in order but, to but, get attention, and that's what, he's, that's what he's doing. I know, but this is like Bruce Springsteen announcing he's playing at uh, Smith High School next weekend. Can't draw the crowds anymore, so... If we can get 900 people in the gym, okay. <laughs> and I know you've you've seen and heard in the last 24 hours something finally expressed publicly um, that we've talked about for four years, which is clearly the real solution is for uh, Donald Trump's plane to drop out of the sky and uh, for him to be no more. Yeah. <laughs> I, be- I believe uh, off the top of my head, because remember, uh, we did. I did no no preparation here. I'm just going from my feeble memory, which was so feeble that I couldn't even remember we were going early today. <laughs> but, uh, I believe in the Atlantic right now, McKay Coppins, who's a great reporter, uh, has a whole piece about how the Republican Party just wished Donald Trump was dead. Just That's they right. wished he was dead, that that would solve all of their problems. And, you know, the funny thing is it would solve their Trump problem. OK, right. But I'm sure it wouldn't solve the uh, Republican cancer problem, which, you know, the entire party is in- infected with uh, Trumpism and MAGAism. And uh, just like, you know, 75 years, 80 years after his death. Uh, we still have people dressing up like Hitler. We still have people who are Nazis. There's going to be Trumpism yeah. and, and MAGAism uh, long after we're gone. Uh, but yes, it certainly would be good if, um, if, if for the party, it would make their process of picking a candidate a little bit easier. There you go. Republicans, magical thinking. Lots of Republicans want Donald Trump to disappear from politics. Okay, see, now, and you know, that's not even code, okay? No, There's only no, one way not. that he disappears from politics. That's right. right. Drop and, dead. Uh, 
I, I want to be very clear. This is not liberals wishing this. This is not Democrats wishing this. This is Republicans kind of behind the scenes and sort of out loud saying, boy, if we could just get him to have a grabber on the golf course, yeah. that would be the greatest thing in the history of the world, wouldn't it? Yeah. Didn't, didn't Bing Crosby die on the golf course? I think so. I think he's yeah. the most famous person to actually die uh, was, while playing wasn't it, golf. Uh, wasn't it Vice President Rockefeller that was uh, died on top of a woman? That maybe he wasn't his wife. Not, yeah, yeah. Uh, and here's the sick part. Are you ready? Remember, yeah, he, I could not remember from yesterday. He, he knows we the woman's name. Yes. He, yes. You ready? ready? Yeah. Megan Marshak. Megan Marshak. <laughs> Nelson that's Rockefeller. The, that's the one. Allegedly, Nelson Rockefeller was fucking <laughs> when he had a heart attack and died. It's. I mean, it's it's bad enough to have the memory of Donald Trump having sex with you. But then to have him dying on top of you, and it'd be like crawling out from under like a bearskin rug with a couple of concrete blocks on top of it. Yeah. I, I would feel sor- sorry for the pro. I think in in firefighters' term, this would be like a high angle rescue. If that was something that happened to try, they'd have to pry him off somehow and roll him off, and it just you got to be careful. Uh, you ladies are better off going on top with Donald Trump if you do decide to you know <clears throat> consensually have sex with him. So I just I just typed her name in, and here you go. Yeah. Megan Marshak is an American television news writer and producer who served as an aide to former Vice President Nelson Rockefeller and was with him when he died uh-huh. January 26th, 1979. With him. Yeah, man. And <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure whether that was ever proven or whether she's ever copped to it, but the, the fact that I remember the name is – really a bad sign for me because i'm remembering these things from then (laughs) and my short-term memory for just things like hey brad we're going at 11 o'clock the next day tomorrow today uh that one that one kind of escaped me megan marshak maybe maybe she was like uh i want to fuck a rockefeller and she went on the list i can't that one no not available not okay well well this one this one's going to be painfully available let's go ahead and he he ends up having a grabber she was a radio news reporter for the Associated Press at the yeah. time, and she has remained largely out of the public eye since then. Oh, gee, that's just uh, 43 years. Um, What's her name? Megan what? Megan Marshak. Megan uh, Marshak on 1010 Wins. Give me 10 minutes and I'll give you a heart attack. Right. For about a year after Rockefeller died, she dated Charles Adams, you know, the Adams family uh, guy, the cartoonist. <laughs> she lived in the same apartment building that... that <laughs> did <laughs> what unusual <laughs> like was he hey I, I heard what you did to rockefeller i was kind of hoping we could get some of that yeah. we'll have some nitroglycerin pills available yeah but that's that that's what you hope for you know donald trump and here's the here's the other question that i had in terms of him dying let's say uh he runs for president in in 2024 uh, and fails well he is running i guess but if he doesn't drop out and he fails miserably and he he does indeed drop dead of his horrible diet and heart disease and all this other stuff february of 2024 and then ron DeSantis wins the nomination we go to the um, republican convention in july or august do you invite his stupid ne'er-do-well children to speak at the republican national convention oh no way wow oh that that would be that's, amazing. That's, that's not even close. What that why, would be why, amazing. Why would that be? Well, you you have to why again, you if you're if you're DeSantis, you have to kiss the ass of these people and pretend 
that somehow you pay tribute to the trailblazing, swamp-clearing piece of shit that is Donald John Trump. No. You, you don't you don't even no. pay tribute to him in that way? And there no. won't be a Donald Trump night at the RNC? <laughs> no. No, I, no, I, no, no, but you, I, no. You don't I, yeah, wish I, for somebody to die so that you can pretend that you like them a few months that, later. That's exactly what they have to do. I mean, like you said, they're, they're completely ensconced in this thing. They can't get yeah, rid of it. If they did that, that would add even another layer of visible hypocrisy. Yeah. It would be just <laughs> beyond anything that no one had ever seen the likes of before of uh, saluting this guy who they know has cost them in the last three elections in a row um, victories that might have been theirs had he not existed 2018 2020 now 2022 so if uh, by 2024 they haven't gone full Bob Seeger turn the page I would be less <laughs> I would there's, be there's less than this... amazed. I would be completely, totally more than amazed. I would be amazed, amazed, amazed. Maybe I'm amazed. You know, you know there's there's always when somebody dies, no matter what a piece of shit they were in life, uh, Rush Limbaugh, Ed Meese. I mean, just you can just name people that really have no redeeming. There's always this. They try to get a quote from somebody to say something nice about them, right? There's well, they always try to get something. I, I think you're you, you may be confusing an official acknowledgement of Trump yeah. with the the uh, crowd in the cheap seats that will keep this thing going yeah because uh, you are right uh is don jr going to suddenly uh slink away and stop being on twitter and and, and stop trying to make a living off the uh, name of the old man and, and no and, and, no he's not but that doesn't mean it gets anywhere that doesn't mean you get any traction um yeah, they're going to try to live off of that family name forever. Those those kids, because that's all they got. Yeah, think they're going to. I think they're going to go out and start a chain of barbecue restaurants. And no, uh, it's over. Work, work from from uh, three in the morning until ten at night. To, no, that's not going to happen. Well, so. I think if Ivanka and Jared have at least understood that we have to get away from it, we can't really publicize it because he he fucked. I mean, we we took our money. We did what we had to do, uh, but we can't really use the name. Donald Trump Jr., his brand is now if Ted Nugent had been on cocaine for 30 years. That's the Donald Trump Jr. brand, and he's going to ride I, that as far as he can. From what I understand, he is very popular, very popular in MAGA world. Yeah. They, they love him. Yes. Okay. And the minute that Donald Trump senior kicks the bucket. Uh, you know that this uh, ne'er-do-well nothing will pretend and act as if he has uh, inherited whatever Donald Trump would be passing on to to uh, someone politically that's that's his oldest son. Um, and by the way, what scares me about that is you know you still have Eric, and we don't want to have a a, a a Prince William Harry kind of thing working with with this uh, family. I'd hate to see that happen. I'd hate to see them go at each other. When you're the beta that. male to a piece of shit, I mean, that's that's pretty bad. That's pretty not good. And then it, it, you're left with Tiffany and Baron to try to pick up some crumbs. It's over. It's just, it's just it's, you, it's, poor, Bar poor Baron. He, 
this kid needs to change his name, get plastic surgery, um, get himself <laughs> short. Get himself shortened. There must be some surgery to shorten you. Okay. Yeah, take some inches off your shin. Move out to some cabin in Idaho or something. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and throw a beard. Ask, ask the Unabomber if he needs a roommate. You know? <laughs> this was the story uh, NBC is highlighting. Trump revamps his fundraising operation after struggling to raise money for 2024. They brought in, according to NBC News, 95 million bucks over the fine uh, all of all of last year, all of last year, which is like a just a paltry sum compared to what this guy used to bring in. He literally is shaking down all of the quarters from every trailer park in America. And he's trying to revamp and try to do something and try to figure out well, a new way to con these people out of some money. Um, even the dumbest person, even the stupidest moron who bought things, sent him money, responded to the, if you send something now, we'll 10 exit all that kind of stupid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Crap. All, all, even the dumbest of the dumb, they do have a limit. They do. And um, they've reached it. Most of them, I'm sure, have reached it. Can, you read, the, can, you, can you read that text on my phone there that I'm holding yeah, up? Uh, the one on the bottom? Yep. President Trump. McConnell blew the midterms. We, the people, must take back the GOP. Please donate to Make America Win Again. Uh, yeah, you're down to that. That's, that's uh, what you do. Yeah, you're, you're down to that. Yeah, Mitch McConnell definitely cost the... Uh, when he came out and said, you know, candidate quality means something, that was the end. That was it. That was it. He killed... <laughs> Nobody knew that that would have uh, turned out for Republicans to help them win those close races. Um, he's got nothing. He is, uh, where did I just hear? Somebody said, that this is like Michael Jordan coming back to play with the Wizards. <laughs> I saw that. That was yeah. Jimmy Kimmel. That was a Jimmy Kimmel monologue. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's, 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 I, I got to know, for, for you older people, this is like Bob Cousy coming back. To play oh, wow. with the Knicks. He came back to play with the Knicks wow. for about a minute. Well, that was sad. That was terrible. He was over 40. Tarnishing his reputation as the greats of all time. Yeah. Or now, of JJ course, Reddick at, at, would call all him. these years, like, nobody even remembers that. And he's still, he's, uh, and oh, you yeah. know what? He's still with us. He is still with us. Bob Cousy. It's unbelievable. Like it's it. unbelievable. He's yeah. still alive. God bless him. The great one. Out of Holy Cross, Brad. Out of Holy Cross. Yeah. yeah him and Chris This Matthews, is the Holy latest. Cross. This is the latest from uh, Donald Trump. Dr Trump floating a new statute of limitations, Stormy Daniels' defense, a day after screaming he never had an affair with her. All right. Um, I'm fairly he sure. He made a social media defense for the criminal right. charges. I'm, <laughs> I'm fairly sure that the prosecutors in New York are aware of statutes of limitation. And uh, I'm quite sure that <laughs> Donald Trump is not correct in bringing that any more than he's been able to knock out the Eugene Carroll lawsuit which that happened what 20 years ago it doesn't work that yeah. way with uh no it, it just doesn't and and so th this is all you got uh you and you know the cliched hackneyed the walls are closing in well they are they, they really are and um it's it's sad that it's taken, you know, more than two years since he 
voluntarily and graciously gave up the uh, presidency as he uh, should have. <laughs> In the time-honored tradition, he stood right there yes. as uh, Joe Biden took the oath of office, and he yeah. smiled. Then he went on his way, just like the time-honored tradition, Brad. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's going to happen. It it takes for. I mean, this is like you know, year thirty-seven of the Red Sox having not won the World Series, and it took about another thirty years for it to finally yeah. right. And then when they won, they won a couple of them. I mean, that's it, right. It, we we can't wait thirty years for this because uh, Trump will be uh, you know one hundred and twenty-four. We can't wait till he's that old. We need to get him before that. Um, and the funny thing is. What would be the best thing? The best thing for his Wikipedia entry and for his uh, long-term legacy and reputation would be for him to die right now. Yeah. Because then they'd all say, well, they, they never convicted him of anything. That's what they'd say. You And you know it. You absolutely know that's true. And Don Jr., he would run with that flag down the field from now uh, forever elect me uh, i'm another trump and look at all the great things that dad did and they list off all this bullshit that that has nothing to do with anything and it uh, would never be about him getting elected it's just about him shaking nickels and dimes out of people's pockets right right but if if trump died today right uh, all the all the legal action goes away at least for for trump I'm not sure that helps Rudy Giuliani. I'm not sure that helps John Eastman. I'm not sure that that helps Mark Meadows. I'm no. not sure that that helps Peter Navarro. I'm no. not sure that that helps Steve Bannon. You want me to keep going? No, <laughs> that's, 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 that's um, uh, Trump. Trump's death will, will, will not change anything as far as that goes. It will not help Lindsey Graham. It will not help any of those people because it's not as if Donald Trump was going to be a witness against any of those people. Oh, he's dead. We can't we can't adjudicate these these situations anymore. Our, our lead witness is dead because Donald Trump is your go to guy as a as a witness in court. No, it's not going to happen. So um, but his death would be good for him. So he needs to think about that. What's like, well, it's like when Elvis died. I mean, you know, and Priscilla finally took over the estate and started making big money, right? Selling all the licensed apparel and all that shit, right? Uh, that's, a, that's a little different. I mean, Elvis is Elvis didn't need he didn't need to die for his musical legacy to be intact. I mean, it, it was even then, even if you know he wasn't a, in a, in his top form. And, and Elvis actually in, in better Elvis in better physical shape when he died than Donald Trump is right now. So. <laughs> Why can't see this is the uh, thing? Why can't we get a Dr. Nick for, for Donald Trump? That's another why, why can't we just have a Dr. Nick? Oh, sure, you want that? Okay, you, you want know, that. Speaking of Elvis, you know, I, I was listening to the other day. Uh you can argue who's the best interviewer out there on anything, but uh Terry Gross yeah, from yeah. Uh, Public Radio has been doing that show out of Philadelphia, Fresh Air for, for 40 years. Yeah. So she has uh what uh we call in the business quite a catalog yeah okay and so when she takes time off and they rerun something it's not like from three weeks ago oh, on no. cable tv okay here's jimmy kimmel's off this week here's his show from last thursday fuck network television admit that it's over that you're done but 
let me get back to the Terry Gross thing. Yeah. She ran um, in her absence last week a segment she did with Sam Phillips of Sun Records, who first recorded Elvis Presley mm-hmm. in, I think it was 1951. Yeah. Um, and the interview was done probably three or four years before Sam Phillips died. I think he died when he was 83 or something, but he was, he was completely together. He was great. He was great. And to listen to him talk about his love for music all those years and all the black artists that he recorded and did so much for their careers and Elvis. Okay. Elvis is just one part of, of what he did. Um, That was a great education to me. It was a great education to me because he's just one of those names that's out there. Who's Sam Phillips? Oh, he's the guy that recorded Elvis Presley. He's dead. No, no, he, he did a lot more than that. He was, he was an innovator and he was the guy who let so many people of, of uh, that, that era um, do what they needed to do. Howlin' Wolf and blah, blah. Mm. Carl Perkins, the, uh, Jerry yeah. Lee Lewis, he, yeah. uh, Johnny Cash. I mean, it was just a ton of folks that he recorded. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, I don't know how we got off onto the, oh, because you decided that Elvis. the death of Elvis yeah. was equivalent to the death of Trump. And I, I submit to you, Elvis had a lot more number one hits. <laughs> well, it's all, but they, although, Don, me, although Trump is playing his greatest hits everywhere he goes, right? Yes, I'm aggrieved. Yeah. The, the media is the enemy of the people. Uh, a lot of his, that's that's really a cover a tune from Nixon. I got to say, to be honest with you, some of that stuff he's covering. Uh, have, now, did you see the Elvis movie? Uh, no, no, it's I pretty good. Not. You should, you should, you should watch it. I, I had to, I had to annoyingly stop it with the person I was with and go. Well, no, that didn't happen exactly well, like that. And a couple weeks ago, yeah, um, on AMC they showed a couple of uh, actual Elvis movies that were yeah. done in 1970, 72 of of uh elvis in the studio yeah elvis um on stage you know in in 1970 he was still you know he was still at the top of his game there that was uh it was kind of entertaining it was also very interesting to watch him in the studio with the other musicians and think about that versus and, and this is recorded essentially at the same time that the beatles were in the studio doing um their their last album and of course the the documentary on disney plus get back um and elvis was he was great he was he was loose he was joking around he was just great just 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 excellent it's uh it's too bad it's 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 really too bad and and uh that son of a bitch, Colonel Tom Parker. Oh God Almighty! Yeah, the the Tom Hanks character, the way he plays that is really yeah. It's it, he doesn't come How off about well. the real one. How about the real, the real one? The real one was. The, I I remember um, Jerry Weintraub telling this story because Jerry Weintraub, who's the great producer, he went on to produce many movies, including the, the Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Twelve, Ocean's Thirteen, all those films. He was talking about he helped promote some concerts for Elvis down in Miami. And he said, hey, they were they were partners and they would have to do all this stuff. They had to get prisoners from the local uh, prison to come haul chairs in to turn the building over because they did a matinee and then they did a night show and all this stuff. Colonel Tom gets out there and there's a pile of fucking money in cash on the table, like a poker table or something like that, like a big card table. And Colonel Tom smacks his cane down the middle and goes, this is yours. This one's mine. And he put half of the money over to Jerry Weintraub and half of the money was his because we're partners. And that's how Colonel Tom did business. And he, Mm. 
And he's well, it's it's a really pretty good movie. You should watch the, it. It's also up for the, some Razzies. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the one thing I I don't quite understand. I I, I there I'm sure this has been talked about, and he he was asked this, and there was a some kind of justification for it that Elvis never played outside of the United States. Yeah. He never did concerts right. around the world. Like, you know, you, you name anybody else big in music. You know, Absolutely. Forever. They, they performed around the world in Europe and in Japan and oh, yeah. Australia. And, Made and, a lot of and, money. And I don't know what the actual, was it because Colonel Tom didn't like to fly or some, some stupid reason like that. <laughs> uh, Elvis, Elvis wouldn't translate into, uh, into British. He it kept was, saying it it, no it, in no the sense. film, he kept saying it was security concerns. He was worried about oh, Elvis's security. Okay. okay. So that's a lie. Okay. So that's what he was. I, and I think maybe the real reason was that T Colonel Tom may have not had as much control over the arrangements overseas as he would have domestically. Oh, oh so then completely justified. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, <laughs> absolutely understandable. I'm on his side. Uh, last, last bit here ahead of a meeting uh, at the white house tomorrow. Joe Biden, the president of these United States, has demanded some details on budget cuts that Speaker McCarthy wants in order to, vo to avoid a debt ceiling default, Brad. He wants some details from the Speaker, who it took 15 tries before he was elected Speaker of the House, to figure out exactly who he's going to fuck on the budget uh, before we get to this whole situation. I think you mean when Kevin McCarthy, the Sino, the Speaker in name only? <laughs> That's the guy. Uh, the demands outlined in a memo by the White House released on Tuesday are an attempt by Mr. Biden to force Republicans to engage in a debate over taxes, spending and debt on terms that are more favorable to the president than to newly empowered conservatives on Capitol Hill. Uh, uh, this is this is going to be a classic case, and we've seen it many times in the last couple of years of the underestimation of Joe Biden, because it's very important if you look at the Daily Mail that they have decided, of course, they have to run the uh, crazy Uncle Joe repeats another story for the eighth time about he blah, blah, blah. OK, so they're they're on board with trying to portray Joe Biden as you know incapable of of coherent thought, which, he, by the way, apparently he has been for the last two years. But he keeps kicking the Republicans ass and getting shit passed and getting Mitch McConnell to stand next to him at the bridge in Kentucky to uh, get stuff done and move uh, just enough Republicans to have a legislative record that you would think is not that of someone who had a bare majority in the House and even a bare majority in the Senate. It was zero plus one vice president. Uh, and so here we are at this moment where uh, the stakes, as laid out by the Republicans, are if you don't do what we want, which we will not tell you exactly what we want is, but if you do not do that undefined nebulous thing, we all die. The economy crashes. Millions lose their jobs. Interest rates go to the moon. U.S. Treasury interest stops getting paid. And the rest of the world loses its faith in us and in the world financial system. But we can't tell you exactly what it is that we want for you to cave on, Mr. President, so that that happens. So what does Joe Biden do? He does the Joe Biden thing, which is he turns the tables and says, you have to be public. You have to say something about what it is you want. 
and he's trying to get them and they won't do it because they know how unpopular it is to say, well, we need to uh, up the retirement age for Social Security to 70. Now, it won't be for people right now. It, it won't start until the year 2035 or something. They'll, they'll put it far out there, right? So that mm-hmm. people who are alive right now getting Social Security, they're not going to be, you're not going to be affected. We're going to just fuck over the next generation. Correct. Right. And, and, uh, Medicare, we're going to just start squeezing that one down too. And Medicaid, well, no problem fucking up Medicaid. We already got what the twelve or thirteen states that haven't taken the uh, expanded uh, the expansion, like North Carolina, right? Uh, and uh, I believe Florida also is another one. Um, we can do that because these are poor people. We definitely don't give a fuck about them, right? Okay, yeah, we th- th- there's no way. So those are the big three things. Oh, wait, we don't want to do any of those things. We're Republicans and we even us, we know that that's not going to be popular. So let's go after the defense, the defense budget. Whoa, Republicans killing off the defense budget. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. So uh, Joe Biden, it's not up to him to walk in there. I assume this is the Republican plan. They actually think that Joe Biden is going to walk in to this meeting with a list of things that he's ready to cave on here. Here's five things. Pick three, pick three, Kevin. And, and, and we're good. It's not going to work that way. It's not going to work that way. And we could look at what history shows us about these kinds of gun to the head negotiations over the future of the faith and credit, good faith and credit of the United States um, which is mentioned in the Constitution, by the way, you constitutionalists. Um, it doesn't work very well. It just doesn't work very well. So, so um, we're we're on the same page. Kevin McCarthy's about to get his ass kicked in a negotiation. I mean, yeah. Joe Biden on his own was a very good negotiator before he saw Barack Obama play these guys like a fucking bobo doll over and over again. They'd shut down the government, and and Obama would play these guys over and over again. And Joe Biden saw that, and he's added his expertise decades before that to this. And Kevin McCarthy, he, he's, he's again, the term junior varsity really is inadequate. Well, I think. Here, here, the, the, uh, the dynamic, of course, behind Kevin is, is he's scared shitless of the, the true wackos in the Republican Party, which actually is all of them, but we'll go super wackos, you know, the Matt Gateses and the Marjorie Taylor Greens and the Paul Gosars and the Chip Roys, you know, the uh, the magic five or so that were holding out till the very last moment and then voted okay on round number 15 to make him the speaker. And um, they're boxing him in. He is boxed in. And... So he has to pretend he has the high hand here, which he does not. Right. Uh, Matt Gates on Monday. And you can see what's going on here with these kind of people. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates. They are now going on CNN or MSNBC. And they are dressing up nice and getting their hair done well. And they're speaking in English. And they're speaking speaking correct grammar and they're almost sounding reasonable except when you pick apart what they're really saying they're full of shit and they're lying but they're trying to broaden 
their own appeal by going on networks, for instance, on TV that they would never go near, never, never go near the last six months or, or a year. But now they're, they're showing up there. Um, I don't know whether they think that they're going to convince uh, folks like, uh, well, yeah, they've got some good points. <laughs> we, we need to listen to them. I mean, some of the liberals thought that what we were doing, the far lefties thought that some of the rules changes that were, that we were making were, were pretty reasonable. And that, that may be true. That's right. That actually may be true. But here's the difference. The Democratic Party and Joe Biden and the congressional delegations in the House and the Senate of the, are not, repeat, not controlled by the last four idiots in the party. Okay. The squad, you'll notice, the squad got squashed in terms of their actual influence. Correct. And the squad got reasonable when it mattered. The squad did the right thing. They all voted for the right things. And who were they coming to? Who were the Republicans coming to when they were just dying? They were trying to negotiate somehow and trying to have conversations with AOC. And she yeah. wasn't taking the bait. That's She's right. not, I'm not going to fucking help you guys out. I'm not going to let there, you guys are drowning. There's not equivalence. There no, just isn't. There's there, not. there isn't. And that's how they're, they're playing it. All right. Um, Back to our we, regular time, manana. 